Welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 184. This is a big one for us, guys. My name is Chris Britton, and let's go! Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio today, my co-host Calder Ness. What is going on, Calder? Hey, Chris. Going good. I'm just you know hunkering down, got my popcorn and everything, getting ready to watch the greatest awards show ever. That is absolutely right. Welcome, listener. This is the 2017 Dial H for HeroClix Awards Ceremony, third annual. We are going to go through so many categories tonight, name a lot of winners, not only for that, but also for our much-acclaimed super fan status of the year, uh, which I'm really excited for. That's going to be really fun. We've got some regular news we need to get through before that, and some community at the end. But uh, I don't know about you, Calder. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. My body is ready. All right. Here we go. The 2017 Annual Award Ceremony. Dial H All right, that's enough of that. Let's get into some categories. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first category. I think we have about 14 categories to go through, I believe. Let's start off with the DC support figure of the year. Let's talk about last year's figure, though. Calder, do you remember who last year's figure was? I do, Chris. Last year's DC support figure of the year was none other than Ace the Bat Hound. Oh, that was a good one. I think we made some dog Let jokes me, last year. I'm not really no, sure. For sure. Yes, we well, made some dog jokes. Well, this year, we actually have a tie. A tie, you say? We do. We do have a tie. So, <laughs> which is weird because one of them isn't actually a figure per se, but we can go with it. It's fine. This year, DC support figure of the year goes to... The Ape Batman and Al Jordan. That is a well-earned tie. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about Al Jordan. I know I've actually read him before, but I, I can't remember what he does. Do you remember what he does? He has, like, picket powers, and he can change his size, choose his speed power, stuff like that. Okay. Well, he's sort of he's supporty just because of kind of how cheap he is. Congratulations, Al Jordan and the Ape Batman Pog. Which do you remember how people actually got that? I believe those were handed out for the Colossals trying to win them, like trying to win Titano. Okay. I think. Pretty sure they came in that kit. Let's hope that's right. But uh, <laughs> I, I just pulled up Al Jordan. Um, see, we don't, we don't want to go too far into these uh, figures. You guys know what they do, or at least can pull them up. So. Judging based off of what I'm seeing, yeah, this guy deserves it. There was not, there was a huge spread over support figures for DC. It was actually 
just by a couple of votes that he won, uh, Jordan, and then and the ape Batman. So congratulations to both of those figures. And let's move on. How about we talk about the Marvel support figure of the year? All right. Tell me about it, Chris. Last year's, though, was Night Nurse, which definitely arguably the best support figure for Marvel last year. Oh, for sure. That was such a good... That was such a good figure. I was so happy when I got that at the Civil War event. You know what? Actually, we forgot to mention, and let's go through this for every one of these, the figure that you and I personally voted for each of these categories. So who did you vote for for the DC support character? For DC support, for his ability to take and hand out Batman enemy and his amazing ability to carry two figures at once, I gave it up to Kite Man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) I gave my vote to the drummer. Uh, the drummer is only 40 points and had the ability for either outwit or perplex. I will say this. I looked through, and I think that this was the reason why there were not very many votes for any particular figure on this particular category. There were not that many good support figures this year. So I think most people yeah. just didn't know what to pick. There weren't support figures in the traditional sense of giving you a bunch of outwit, perplex, support, probability control, things like that. So I did like the drummer. But. All right, who, who did you pick for the Marvel support figure? Because I used him a lot, and outwit and telekinesis is always good, I chose Peace Machine as my Marvel support figure. That is a fantastic choice. I went ahead with my favorite nurse, mentioned multiple times <laughs> on the podcast, Jane Foster. Jane Foster. All right. Would you like to know who the 2017 winner of Marvel Support Figure is? Yes. It's none other than Jane Foster. Jane Foster. She did it, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, this was a landslide on Jane Foster. It was insane and not even close at all. (laughs) It was so bad. Uh, Moving on to the DC Offensive Figure of the Year, Best Attacker. Uh, Let's... Let's see who who voted who won last year. Calder. The DC offensive winner of last year went to the Atom. And well-deserved. Man, that guy was on so many teams. It was crazy. Absolutely insane amount. All right. Let's go with who did you vote for this year, Calder? This year for the DC offensive figure. I don't play a lot of DC, but when I did, I enjoyed playing here. So I gave it to the Elseworlds Fast Forces Wonder Woman for having just a great 100-point line and a really good 50-point line with a charge, flurry, plasticity, special moving power. It lets her do about you know eight damage if you hit both attacks. So I really enjoyed her. You are not the only person to vote for that, but that's not the winner. Hey. The Aww, winner is actually the same person that I voted for as well. And this was pretty disgusting at how many... How many votes this guy got as well? It was dumb. Um, Coming in as the winner of the 2017 DC Offensive Character of the Year is going to be Flash God of Death. Flash God, man. Of course. He's so good, though. (laughs) He's good. Uh, He spiked up in price, too, if you didn't see that. Ooh. Yeah. Good luck getting your hands on him, listeners. Moving on to the Marvel offensive figure. Tell me who won last year, Calder. 
the best Marvel offensive figure of last year was the Dr. Octopus. Rightfully deserved with his removing arms and flurry and whatnot. Oh, he was so good. The amount of damage he... Just the damage output itself on that character was insane. For such a small uh, point investment. So, who did you vote for this year? This year, for Marvel Attacker, I voted for, because I've played him so many times, the Deadpool Shifty Focus characters. They just have a plethora of abilities you can switch to at any time. Okay. This is also one of those categories where the choices were so spread out that it was very hard to actually find. And just by coming ahead by one vote, the winner... Oh, that's a lie. I was about to give you guys the wrong oh. answer on that one. I'll tell you who I voted for first. And that's going to be Hawkeye. <laughs> Chase ADW Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, ADW Hawkeye. I think he was fantastic. And the ability to just run and gun and take – not, you know, knock out a bunch of figures in one turn, but the ability to do lots of damage in one turn was fantastic. I loved it. But yeah, stupid game. the winner of this year – and I'm going to contest this a little bit. But the winner of this year for Marvel Offensive Character is going to be Unimind. Unimind. Here's why I want to contest this. Now, the win is a win. So Unimind, congratulations. But I'm wondering, Calder, you said that you saw the use of this character was more for call-in and then pump up the character that he called in, right? Yeah, pretty much. I've only ever seen him used as a call-in battery. So, that obviously is not being used as an offensive character. The ability that he has, though, to pump up himself, and if you use him as an offensive character, that makes sense. So, I'm wondering if that's where a lot of the voters, their mind was at? Or they I just, imagine so. Maybe the people that they saw playing them were playing them in that way instead of just using them as a call-in battery. I don't know. All right, moving on to the best sculpt. And this was actually, there were a lot of answers for this as well all over the board. But you want to tell me who won last year? Best sculpt of last year won to Super Rare Iceman. Such a good sculpt. I'm pretty sure that I voted oh, on that last year. It was oh, such a good sculpt. But tell me who you voted for this year. This year, I went and I voted for Earth-X Captain America. He came out pretty early this year. I absolutely love the sculpt. I love the look of Earth-X Cap, and I like the rock with the red skull shirt he's standing on and everything. So, okay, gladly took home my vote. I, I liked that. Uh, I didn't get a lot of votes, but neither did mine. I voted for <laughs> the Deadpool on a Unicorn. Uh, I thought that that was a fantastic and once-in-a-lifetime sculpt for Deadpool. Um, also, just did not get very many votes. But you know who did get the winning amount of votes? Ooh. And probably rightfully so. I actually commented on this figure as soon as we saw him in a solicit. And that is King Shark. Ah, oh, yeah. You know, he's beautiful. That is... I mean, his head is not big enough to make 
Street Sharks out of. Oh, street Sharks as, out of. As previously mentioned oh. on Dial H. But he is a really good sculpt. Nonetheless, he does deserve to win. So, good job. Whoever designed that sculpt there at probably whoever WizKids hired. Or are they contracted out? Do you know? I thought they made all their sculpts through NECA. Like they had little NECA artists I, or someone make their sculpts. I'd imagine so, since they make action reviews and stuff. But yeah, they just they've done so many sculpts of people like popping out of water. For some reason this one just looks amazing compared to like all the Aquamans and everything else we've seen. Mm. And mm. then the one jumping into water sculpt that we got with Namor. Namor, that is true. That was also an amazing sculpt. That was a weird sculpt, but I really liked it. It was so out of the box. Yeah, it was. it was. Yeah. Okay, well, good job, King Shark. Yeah, good job. But on the flip side of that coin, we have the worst sculpt. Worst sculpt. And I remember talking at length about how horrible last year's sculpt was. <laughs> so tell me who that was. That was, probably due to all these sculpt reviews and whatnot, was Mr. Hyde. Bad sculpt. Like, that was uh, such a such a bad sculpt. Uh, I still hate it, but moving on. Who did you vote for for worst sculpt of 2017? I've talked about this in the past. The colossal Miss Marvel sculpt uh, freaks me out, whether it's the <laughs> elongation or what it is. I just do not like it. It it just gives me the heebie-jeebies looking at it. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, the character that I voted for did not win. No, well... Win, quote-unquote, win. Exactly. <laughs> um, oh. Kind of. So, I voted for Red Tornado. Ah. Yeah, I just... I thought that was just an awful sculpt. But this year is actually a tie. Hmm. One of the most Intriguing. boring sculpts that you could possibly imagine... One <laughs> or tied for winning. Uh, the character that I voted for for the support piece for DC, the drummer. He's, ah. he's just literally standing there with his arms crossed. It is the most boring sculpt you can possibly imagine. But tied with the drummer is Red Tornado. Ah. Hmm. So I don't. I mean, I didn't think Red Tornado was that bad. I'm gonna pull it up. What I think here is probably the difference in their rarities. The drummer is a rare with an incredibly boring sculpt, while Red right. Tornado has a bad sculpt, but is like a common or uncommon or whatever. Okay, to be fair, she has a bucket on her head. <laughs> All right? I mean, it, it really is. It, it's like a cooking pot with holes cut out for eyes. So. Like poor Bush, man. I, I don't know if, if a lot of people thought that it wasn't so much the sculpt as it was the absolute horrible choice in costume that uh, Abigail Matilda Hunkel decided to choose uh, for herself. What a name. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, she goes by Ma. Ma. <laughs> but, yes, no, it, they are tied. Red Tornado drummer, congratulations, I guess. You won worst sculpt of 2017. <laughs> but you get to share the trophy. I guess. Her, the trophy can be her bucket hat. <laughs> I guess. Alright. Spray paint it gold. Let's move on to the best fast forces or starter figure that came out for 2017. Tell me who won last year. 
Last year, it went to Uncanny X-Men Jean Grey. Rightfully deserved the ability to tell at least two characters in the same turn. Dumb. So, who did you vote for this year? This year, I voted for the Hulk in the Mighty Thor Fast Forces. I mean, that that free quake, that full movement quake is scary, ladies and gentlemen. And I assume specifically you mean the 50-point line? Oh, yes. No, no. 100-point line. So many people actually put that as, like, their disclaimer for choosing this figure. Like, you never play it at full point value. You're only going to play it at 50-point value. That was my choice as well, uh, the Hulk. And in a massive landslide, it was Hulk. (laughs) So, and... Of course. Yeah, it just no other piece even compared to... This piece, it was insane. Um, we did get one vote for Stingray <laughs> from the Mercs for Money oh. set. I just wanted to throw that out there because I thought it was um, funny. But okay. hands down, the Hulk just annihilated that category. So, Rightfully uh, so. Yeah, yeah. Let's go on to best generic. Who won last year? Last year, and this is a pretty easy one you could guess, is the thug. I mean, really, the most truly generic person there ever could be. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Deserves that title. But they made it in a very, very good way. They made it so you could throw it onto DC teams or Marvel teams. Yes, that is true. Such a good idea. And he did deserve that. It was a fantastic generic piece. But let's talk about this year. And this was such a... I did not see this coming. Definitely a dark horse. But let's talk about who did you choose, Caller? I chose the gunfighter for, you know, it's high noon. Gotcha, gotcha. I chose a figure that I also chose to cover in uh, one of our segments on the podcast which is Hidden Gems, the Ravager from the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 set. Ah. And it did not win. <laughs> uh, it did get one other vote, though, so, or two other votes, so I'll give it that. But the winner of this did not see it coming. 2017, generic of the year from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles set the Foot Ninja, the Qatar ah. Foot Ninja. 30 points full of sidesteps, stealth, and blades, claws, and fangs for penetrating damage. Yes, it's actually very good. And I remember covering all of the Foot Ninjas when they were coming out with the set, and we were talking about how dumb some of these are. So, good job, Foot Ninja. Did not see that coming as you being the winner, but there we go. Moving on to the... Worst Hero Clicks figure of 2017. Now, last year, hands down, everyone voted for this figure. Who it was, was pretty. It? it was pretty easy to guess. I mean, it was Killer Ma. Absolutely. How, and how in a way, in a way, I almost wanted to just be, hey, if everyone wants to vote for Killer Moth this year again, we'll ex- we'll let this one slide. Because uh, <laughs> it was just so bad. Vote for Killer Moth. Okay. Did yeah. you get did you get votes for Killer Moth? I did. Okay, you know what? 
he wins second place. <laughs> second place this year, all right. It's still Killer Moth, but who did you vote for for worst figure of 2017? Worst figure of 2017, maybe not because he's a bad figure, but because he took up a super rare slot and we didn't need another one, was AEW Kingpin. I was just really unimpressed with their making another Kingpin and making him a super rare. Sure. I will let you know that he did not win. Oh, darn it. But this year for worst character was actually tied. Tied one of the things were the or one of the pieces was one of the ones that I voted on. And we harped on this figure the second it came out about how bad it was. So tied for first, we have title character Harley Quinn. Mm. With with the ability yep. to enhance your opponent's ability to play the game to such a rampant, crazy level that all you have to do is kill Harley Quinn and you basically win for yourself. Which is a pretty easy thing to do. Yeah, yeah, it is. But tied, and I did not see this coming at all, actually another one, but coming from the What If set... TV's Daredevil. <laughs> oh. um, actually, let me let me pull that up real quick. What did he ever do? What did he ever do wrong? I mean, I pulled a bunch of these and no one wants them, so maybe there's that. Uh, let's see. Uh, coming in at 30 points, the first time you turn a character without the celebrity reporter attacks, you may modify his defense value by plus two that turn. Um, 30 points... He has no ability to get through reducers. He has a really stupid sculpt. 30 points. But you do get four clicks of life. Almost nothing for keywords. He has celebrity. It's pretty meh. I get a hate say, on his cape. I can't believe that's yeah, amazing cape he has. Although the idea of giving Daredevil a trident or a pitchfork. Yeah, like a pitchfork. Uh, in this case, that was, I mean, that's cool. But... I don't know, man. I still I want to give it to title Harley Quinn. That's a little biased. I hate Harley Quinn, but it was oh. tied between TV, TV's Daredevil and Harley Quinn. So good job, guys, and also good, good job, job Whiz Kids, whoever decided to make that title Harley Quinn. Best of the worst, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, let's move on to back back into the happy category. Back into the happy category. Good. Have, good. I was getting depressed. Best set between Marvel, DC, whichever one, didn't matter. Who won last year? I mean, Superior Foes of Spider-Man, of course. Fantastic set. Fantastic chases. It was good stuff. Really well-deserved set to win. But who did you vote for this year? So this year, for best set, I voted for the Mighty Thor. That makes two of us. Yeah. All right. And that is also the winner of the 2017 annual award. That makes ceremony. most of us. It was it was a landslide on this. Landslide one. victory. This was crazy. It wasn't even close. Uh, <laughs> I, we got just a, a uh, couple of votes in the other category or of the other sets. Harley got three votes. ADW got a couple votes, but it was it was not even close. Thor, hands down, just annihilated and rightfully so the whole set is solid i don't know if there's anything in that set that i wouldn't be at least okay with pulling it in a 
in a brick in a it doesn't matter it was a good set the chases were very solid um very true yeah it was, it was well deserved on that one uh we we need to go back and we need to talk about the best fast forces slash starter set that came out um oh yeah do you remember who won for 2016 It does not say. I assume Uncanny X-Men. But I may be wrong. No one won for 2016. That was a trick question. No one won for 2016. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Um, we, inv- we created multiple categories this year. And this is the first one of the categories that did not exist in the 2016. Um, however, if it did exist in 2016, I would say that that probably was one of them based mostly around the fact that the best – uh, support or the best character uh, from a starter set or fast forces came out of that fast forces. So yeah, I would probably guess that was one. But who did you vote for this year, Calder? This year, I actually voted for the rainbow color Deadpool fast forces. Okay. Just really enjoyed playing that. Okay. Um, I will say that I voted for Marvel Knights. Ah. I, I remember when the, when it came out and we were talking about how every piece in it was good and it had all of the characters had I think all the characters maybe all but one had the ability to heal they were all completely different ways that you could heal but they were all fun and it was very clearly an allusion to the TV shows the Netflix shows oh for sure since, since they weren't making like a Netflix set or anything like that it was you know. Um, not the right costumes, but you could tell that's what they were going for. Yeah. And the winner of this, the best Fast Forces slash starter for 2017, is in fact the Marvel Knights. Um, this one was hey, pretty, this right. one was pretty close. Uh, there were multiple multiple guesses for. Um, let's see, Thor. Thor was very close. Uh, Mercs, the Mercs ones got a couple of votes as well. But Marvel Knights managed to win by, I'm not joking, one vote. Okay. It's getting close. It's neck and neck here in Dial Studio. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to Best Independent Set, which, man, there really weren't very many options for this. I'll, I'll be completely honest. Your only options for this category were going to be the Star Trek set. The Undead set or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 set. So tell me who you voted for, Calder. I voted for Undead. Okay. I voted for Undead. And it looks like Undead is going to take this year. Yeah, taking on the crown. It was actually very close. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles set almost won. It lost by two votes. Two votes. Yeah. Um... The rest of the set, I was not crazy about, but the chases, because they went meta, I think a lot of people really liked oh, the yeah. chases. The, the chases and the space turtles are really the, cool. The, the that... space turtles were cool, too. Um, it, I don't know if it surprises me. I remember when the Leonardo, space turtle Leonardo came out, and we were talking about um, his trait, the racing for the pieces of the black hole generator trait. Ah, uh, yes. When an opposing character would be equipped or begins the game equipped, you and that character's controller each roll 2d6. It can't be rolled. If the result is higher, remove that equipment from the game. Um, almost no one plays that. 
I thought that it was going to get much more play than it did, and it did not. So maybe that is partially why, just because that and I most of the other stuff thing. didn't yeah. didn't really get played. Uh, yeah, what were you going to say? The WKO I was at, one guy had a team that was all the Space Turtles. Oh, really? Yeah. Kudos he, to that guy. Yeah, I was like, man, that's cool. I was just impressed. That is very cool. And always at Dial H, we encourage random off-the-wall teams that you take the Wiz Kids opens as well as Rocks. Good stuff. But anyway, back to independent set winner. Undead definitely deserved it. Definitely came out of left field. We knew it was coming, but we just didn't know it was going to be that good of a set. When it came out, we – I don't know. Did we even have anything bad to say about this other than, like, a couple of individual pieces in there, I think? the Yeah, just a few figures, like, weren't as good as our high hopes, and that was really about it. But, I mean, overall. It was just a very solid set. It was one of those that had – it was almost all generic pieces. So you, you could buy pack after pack. If you wanted, and oh no, I pulled another werewolf or another demon, another vampire. I'll just add it to my werewolf army, you know? Good set, solid set. Could not do that with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Once you have oh, no. a lot of those pieces, you basically had it. So, Undead one, well deserved. Uh, moving on to the best shared trait of the year. Uh, who did you vote for, Calder? I voted for, because I told pulled two of them. I voted for the comic panels trait. Can you see the comic panels too, or something along those lines for the Deadpool chases? Okay. I really just liked the swapping of. I just liked the way the comic panels looked, and I really enjoyed that trait. Okay. Good stuff. I voted for the Marvel Knights trait. I just really liked that idea that it kind of just gave you the option of either ten attack or wild card, but that is not what won. I'm sorry to say the comic panels did not win either. Uh, the winner okay. will actually go to and well-deserved bombshells. Bombshells, ladies and gentlemen. Such a good trait, fantastic idea. I we did get. I will say this, and just to go back to a different category, best sculpt. We did get a few votes for the bombshells, like as a whole, like as a as a grouping of of uh, figures and the, it looks awesome all of them standing on oh, their bombshells yeah. and have you actually seen a picture of them like somebody playing and them all right next to each other on their bombshells on the map and stuff like that i have not no it's really cool it looks you'd think it would look dumb because like, like mm. they're surfing bombshells across the map but it does look cool it's one of those where you could set them up on a shelf or something in uh, your room or whatever, and you could look at them, and they're, they look really nice. But the trait itself, very solid, very synergistic, probably the most synergistic of all of the traits that came out this year. Uh, it was a really – they won hands down, and they deserved it. Uh, let's go to actually one of the – one of my favorite new categories for this year. And, man, this was a landslide. Best set of chases. Who did you vote for, Calder? <laughs> I... <clears throat> there we go. Uh, I voted for the Avengers Defenders War chases. Really? I, 
Yeah, I actually I really enjoyed them. So they weren't like one real like set, but out of all the chases, those are the ones I liked the majority. Like I liked both Captain Americas. I'm biased, but I really liked the Hawkeye, of course. And I just I loved the initial finally okay. racial collapse. So that they got my vote. I will let you know that that is not what won. <laughs> that doesn't that that does not surprise me in the least, Chris. Yeah, it was. I mean, we all we all have our reasons for picking what we picked. I chose the Dark Side Chases, the Gods of Apocalypse, and in a massive landslide, everyone loved these as well. It was definitely the Gods of Apocalypse that are going to take this year for best set of chases. You know, who um, can blame them? We got Sexy Lexi, and he's the man. It was good stuff. Um, I the sculpts were mostly great uh the dials were well I, like wonder woman was okay you know like when are you gonna get yeah. a, a superman that's negative version of superman when are you when gonna get a batman that is in metron chair you know like it was all just completely off the wall and it was awesome and then they also just had point values and power levels to back up a lot of what they were bringing very true so they definitely deserved to win. It was fantastic. Um, there was almost no set of chases that even they, they didn't come close. None of them came close. So hands down, dark side war chases. A uh, new category that was also a massive landslide. Best multi-squared figure. So any character that was two by two or greater. We did not accept peanut base figures. Tell me who you voted for, caller. I voted for Mangog because of how incredibly frightening and how he scared the hell out of me when I played against him. So I believe he deserves to take home best big base figure. I also voted for Mangog. I got the I got to play it. I got to actually trigger him pulling the Twilight Sword, and Ooh. it was it was dumb, man. It was so awesome. I swept the entire field as soon as he pulled that. Going from a 400-point figure to a 700-point figure is nutso, but did not even come close to winning. But I will tell you, the character, the figure that did win, rightfully so won, because I cannot even be a little bit mad about this. Meta level, sweet sculpt, definitely powerful, was Carnage. And here I thought you were going to say Groot. Man, Carnage, that's a total <laughs> surprise to me. Yeah, no, he definitely deserves to win. That, and it looks beautiful. Man, he looks beautiful. Uh, yeah, it was, it was good stuff. All right, so, and this is my la the last category that we have before the end of the awards ceremony. The most probably sought-after award that could be given to oh. any figure in the Dial H Awards Ceremony, and that's going to go to Figure of the Year. Figure of the could Year. Be, yeah, Figure of the Year could have been through from an independent set, DC, Marvel, any figure that was made in 2017. Uh, tell me who won last – well, actually, I'm sorry. There was, there was. one last year. If you, if you had to pick one from last year, who do you think it would have been? Ooh, who would I have picked for a Figure of the Year? Well, that's coming off tough, Chris. That, that's going to – that may take me a little while. I would actually give it to the Captain Iron America 
he was cool. I think he had a great sculpt, great he dial. Cool. He was definitely a well-rounded guy in all those terms. Hey, I'm actually looking at my notes now. There was a winner for this last year. <laughs> oh, there was. <laughs> yeah, oh. I, I misplaced this. There was a winner for last year. And also, it was a fantastic piece. Oh, it, it was, was an amazing sculpt, too. I'm just not seeing it. Yes. Yep, yep. Uh, Devil Dinosaur was the winner of last year's Figure of the Year. And tell me who you voted for this year, caller. So this year, first off, I want to remind you, we totally skipped news. We could, like, do news right now and make them wait and just make them hold on. But as opposed to doing that, figure of the year for me. <laughs> uh, he's going to go to Kite Man, hell yeah. I Ever since I read the story, I've been, I wanted a Kite Man, and they, they gave me a Kite Man almost the second I said I wanted him. So he, to me, deserves figure of the year in my heart. Okay. Um, teared up? <laughs> teared up. I voted for Thor Odinson, uh, the title character Thor. That's a big surprise. Finally giving me something that I wanted out of a Thor. But that's not who won. I'm sorry to say that Kite Man is also not the winner. Oh, heavens no. 2017 figure of the year. So let me get a drum roll. The winner is going to be... Random drum rolls. Okay, that's it. Goblin King. <laughs> hey! Now, I think that some people, they latched on to how good he was before the nerf mentally and then were able to be like, yeah, I got to use him a lot before the nerf and it's just kind of sentimental. And even after the nerf, they're like, uh, yeah, it was just, it was too good and I really liked it. After the nerf, I don't see... Goblin King getting a lot of followers, like little cult followers that would have guessed for and voted for him. I don't yeah. know what you think. To me, it's surprising he won Figure of the Year. I, I for sure thought it was going to go to you to mine. You know? And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I don't just say Kite Man. It was my heart wanted to say Kite Man on Figure of the Year. Uh, Goblin King. I, I believe a pre-nerf Goblin King for sure, because he was scary. Like, when I... Got my case. I'm like, oh, if I pull Goblin King, I'm gonna sell him. So I'm just gonna make my money back. But Goblin King is—he was scary. Like right away, he—that was—that was a pain to face off against. You know, Power Cosmic when he actually had it at those levels, that was a stupid good thing to have, even if you're using him at 75 points. Right. But not being Power Cosmic, that hurts him. Well, I definitely do believe that a pre-nerf Goblin King deserved a shot at taking home figure of the year. I do. I agree. I agree. Um, I thought in my head it was... Now, I voted for Thor, but I didn't think Thor was going to win. I thought that Unimine was going to win. Uh, just because he, even though he's on the watch list now, he has not been watch listed yet. No, nothing has changed as of recording this podcast. So, I guess we'll see on that. Maybe he'll get nerfed into the ground as well, and no one would want to have voted for Unimind. However, multiple people did vote from Unimind this year. But, yeah, hands down, Goblin King won um, way more votes than any other figure. So, yeah, good job, Goblin King. That was actually a, a what-if character that deserved to be made. <laughs> um, Very true. And, yeah, so there you go. That is all that we have for the 2017 Dial H Awards Ceremony, the official categories. 
Carter and yep. I are going to talk about three figures, personal picks of this year, of figures that just we had fun with or we are so glad that they were made or something near and dear to our hearts, just our favorites of what were made this year. Just ramble on about them just because we like them. So, Carter, you want to start us off with your first pick? Yeah, sure. We'll do a little bit of back and forth here too. Uh, my first pick goes to Howard the Duck. He was – I've been waiting for a new Howard for a very long time. I'm a hardcore Howard the Duck fan. Uh, I love him. Uh, I'll say his movie's good, even though I know it's not. You know, so I I was just I wanted a cool Howard the Duck after I've been reading his solo series for a long time, and then like I've played the old one a lot. Like every time I possibly put him on team, I put him there, and it, he's just not good. Like it's fun to put the gauntlet on Howard the Duck, but it's just like you're not getting anywhere. This new Howard the Duck, however, is still not that good, but he's Howard the Duck, so he shouldn't be. But I just really enjoy his ability to sort of be a kind of weird Peggy Carter where he can choose an abil- a power someone can use and no one can use it. I-, I just like that that's a little screw you, Howard the Duck sort of thing that he can do in comics. Because even though he tries to help other people, he never actually helps anybody. And it just, he, it's great. So not that, intentionally. That's all yeah, not intentionally. Yeah, it's always yeah. an accident that he helps Always people. an accident. An accident that he ever helps people. Like that he ever helps anybody. So, yeah, and then they even gave him Mystical Cure, which is great, because he was, like, using magic with Doctor Strange for a while there. So I was just, I really wanted them to make a new Howard the Duck. Also, a little co-thing here for the April thing is, like, Squirrel Girl takes home second. Yeah, I know it's top three, but she, like, just barely takes home second, because I really wanted her to get a remake, too. So, but, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, my first figure is actually a little bit of a cheat. It's two figures in one. And that's going to go to Vision 006 and 024 from the Avengers Defenders War. I love Vision as a character in the comics. And I thought that they really nailed the ability to switch back and forth with his powers. He absolutely does that in the comics. He goes intangible one minute and then as hard as Diamond the next. So both of those dials are very, very accurate based off of which form he is in. And just the ability to move back and forth just once per turn for what you need him to be, I loved it. Vision probably could have been more powerful, more than worth more than a 50-point character, but they just did such a good job on the 50-point version of him that I have to give one of my favorite slots to Vision this year. So, yay, Vision. He, no, he is stupid good. The 19 defense and stuff, and then the 18 with invincible it's amazing yeah so yeah it's a really good so also my next pick is from abw mine goes to hydra cap for a them making him so fast like that was just like oh wow so cool he was made incredibly quickly i absolutely love it he's got three team abilities he's got shield hydra and avengers i'm not going to go into him but i just love the idea that i can make half of an Avengers team, but then I think, you know what, they could use some good support, and then I can choose some Hydra figures to help them out. I absolutely love this Captain America. He's got an insane 12 attack. He's got so many cool abilities. You know, he's got a good, like, 50-50-ish chance to ignore the first attack by a certain character, you know, whenever they try to absolutely destroy him. So if some, they got, like, a big heavy hitter on their team, you can basically just choose to, you know, almost be able to ignore an attack, and then they probably won't even attack Captain America anyway, because if it's their heavy hitter, they don't want to take that risk of missing or just not doing any damage at all to him and wasting and getting an action token on him. And every game I've played Hydra Cap in, he exceeded all my wildest expectations. 
I'm glad that you had such a good experience with that cap because I knew that you wanted him before he came out, and then as soon as he was announced, you're like, oh, yes, this is amazing. So yep. that's fantastic. I'm really glad that it worked out. And I think all of us have those pieces out there that we were so excited for them to come out, and then when they came out, you just a string of bad luck, and no matter what you do, it, the character just never works out the way you want it to, gets annihilated, traits never trigger like they are supposed to, or you mm. fail every single shape change, super senses, whatever, without fail. I have a, I actually have an ongoing relationship with that and Proxima Midnight. Uh, Ooh, her her right. tracer tokens trigger on three through six, and without fail, I will always roll a two. So she would be more near and dear to my heart if I didn't roll twos on her, but whatever. Um, moving on to my number two pick of the year. Much earlier this year, I think it was July when I got it, and I know I've railed on it a little bit, but it still has a piece of property in my heart, and that's going to be the Giant Man uh, box set with the tanks and just the flavor of being able to throw this little tank and it turn into a gigantic tank with the pimp particles. Even though they nerfed it, I'll still use this piece or a few pieces together. Um, I really... I like that they were alluding to the movie and like the keychain, yeah, uh, keychain tanks and stuff like that. I liked that, and even though the overall Giant Man figure himself for 200 points, he's not super great by any means. Uh, I'd also like to say that just Hank Pym is one of my favorite comic book characters, so I just like him and I'm gonna continue to use him. So it's just. I, I like looking at the figure and, and what he can do, too. So that, that's my number two. Oh, yeah. like His entire sculpt is also just a callback to Civil War with the airplane yeah. wing and everything. It's really cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I was super glad that they made that figure. He he looks amazing. And, you know, military tank, stupid good. Well, not anymore, but still good. And, I'm like, I was okay with them reusing the tank sculpt for oh, yeah, what they still, did because I, they changed what the tank did so drastically from like the ghost tank and stuff like that. But I just, I like it, and I like Hank Pym. So, yep, there we go. That's my, my number two. Absolutely. My number three to finish off for me, uh, trust me, guys, I wanted to put Kite Man Hell Yeah on this list, but I talked about him so much. I I just deserve, I feel like I give somebody else the spotlight for my top three overall. And that goes to another character that I've been waiting an incredibly long time to get remade into Heroclix. And that goes to 062, the Mighty Thor Thunderstrike. Oh, yeah. You were so excited when he came I, out. Oh, I was so stoked. I was a little disheartened that they made him a super, uh, I mean, a chase as opposed to like a super rare rare. But then I pulled him in my very first brick. So I'm like, okay, you know, this makes things right. So getting him right away and being able to use him. Like, I pulled him, and just later that day, I'm like, hey, you know what? I called somebody else. Let's, let's play a game of Heroclix really quick. I haven't played a game in a while. I really want to play Thunderstrike. So, you know, and then I, you know, blast ACDC. AC, blah, I said that wrong. ACDC, Thunderstrike, you know, and then, ah, I just love him so much. His last version is so incredibly horrible. They finally gave us one that's not only worth playing, but really, really good for 115 yeah, points. definitely good. Definitely good. So have you you've gotten to use him though multiple times, right? Yes, yes I have, and I've actually been able to trigger the world still needs heroes. I really enjoy that. The sacrifice thunderstrike to destroy blood axe hasn't happened yet. I do want to try that out a few times. Need to play him on a few more teams, but 
The World Serious Heroes is awesome, the Empower Enhancement, and then whenever a friendly character uses it, and they modify the damage value, you get to modify Thunder Strike's attack value by plus one this turn, and that's each time a friendly character attacks while having their damage value just modified. They don't have to hit or anything. So if you have a few people make attacks, you can have, like, swing with a 13 in no time and charge up Super Strength Page if you're six damage. So, yes, I Which absolutely is dumb love dumb and good. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad, I'm really glad that you pulled that in your first brick. Um, I'm still trying to get a hold of my third pick for my favorite piece of this year. Uh, you think I'm going to say Thor? Not true. I, I didn't want to give it to, I, I've spent too much time talking about that Thor. So I wanted to give it to a different figure. And I realized that the first two picks that I had were very solely in the Marvel camp. I was looking through the DC stuff, and did you know that there were only, like, two sets? Three, I'm sorry, three sets that came out this whole year that were DC. And of those sets, there was only, like, one proper Prime Universe DC set, and that's Harley Quinn. True. You had Elseworlds. And then Wonder Woman Wonder as your Woman, only yeah. other options. And I was like, man, it's not – I know I say I'm a really huge fan of Marvel. I do like a lot of DC characters, and I was trying to give it to them, but I just couldn't find anything in any of the DC sets that I wanted to give it to. So here is my choice for my last and final uh, favorite piece of the year is actually going to be Unimind. And not for the reason that a lot of people are out there playing Unimind. In fact, I, I'm going to say that I hope that they nerf this piece into the ground. Ooh, where you can't even... Here we go. Yeah, I, I want him to drop in price so badly because I love, love, love the Eternals. Um, if you never get around to reading the Eternals, I please, please, please get out there and read the Eternals. I really like them all and especially Icarus, and I really like Thena. And when they decided to make Unimind as... See, in the comics, it's not even like a, a real character, per se. It's like this amorphous blob that can make decisions. I don't know. It's weird, right? But then they made it into this like really powerful version really powerful. of what you would think that they they become because they really do meld together into to make the, the snot Unimind. monster. Yeah. To make this big snot monster. And I think, I think that they legitimately, they were like, uh, how are we going to make this figure not look completely stupid? Well, uh, the original Unimind looked like a snot monster. Then they, a uh, couple, a different comic book run. They gave him like a humanoid form. And that's the one that they chose to run with. But just what they did, like, flavor-wise with Unimind and allow him to break, like, you do enough damage to him and then he breaks out into all of the pieces of the of the Eternals. And I was like, man, that is just so cool. So I cannot wait to get this and play this. Uh, definitely in a theme team with just, you know, my Eternals going on. I'm even going to go back and just throw in old Eternals to boost up the Ooh, yeah, for sure. point. Like, like the Forgotten One, and you have Star Fox and stuff like that, just to make a bigger Eternals team. And I think that will be really fun. So that is my final pick, and I just cannot wait to play Unimind. Uh, that's all we that's have. That's a good way to end us off, yeah. Yeah, that's all we have for the award ceremony. Um, let's go back into news since we obviously skipped that. 
Then we're going to get into the super fan stuff. Uh, we got some community to get through. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad uh, I'm glad we did this. And I'm glad, I'm thank so you, for everyone that got onto Twitter, got onto Facebook, as many votes as we got, and just the interaction with you guys from the community. We really appreciate that. It's, it's, just, it's really heartening to know we have as many people out there that, like, care about this podcast and stuff. And they're willing to spend their time and get on and, and, you know, invest their time to help us help you guys, like, get through the week and stuff like that. So we appreciate that. But news, 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 uh, not much going on. Uh, we did get some solicit – well, we got some pictures of the X-Men first class um, box art oh, yeah. and then the Fast Forces. Uh, Calder, you, what, what do you think about that? Tell me some information about these pictures. So – the X-Men box art had a few cool things. We saw two ID cards, the all-new Wolverine, which I thought was interesting that they made it. Instead of just saying Wolverine, it said all-new Wolverine, so it's very clearly X-23. It's Laura. And then I believe the second one was Professor X, if I remember correctly, which I am very excited for. Try to pull it up real quick. But yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um... That will be really cool. I mean, we knew we were going to get a Professor X one for sure. I did not know that we were going to get a uh, X-23 Wolverine card. I Actually, it's a little weird to me because if you actually read the all-new Wolverine, uh, her solo title has nothing to do with her interacting with the other X-Men, X-Men? almost at mm-hmm. all. Um, she does, however, she is part of the all-new uh, X-Men with the... Uh, former X-Men, the original five that are pulled from the past into the future, and she's there, and that's a thing. Hmm. I, I figured they were going to give it to actual, like, James Howlett Wolverine, not uh, not Laura, but whatever. We did get a Fast Forces picture, and it looks like this Fast Forces is going to be the OG X-Factor. Uh, we have six figures it does not say anything on here on this Fast Forces, like, in addition. You know how they, once in a while, they'll give you a Fast Forces that has, like, a little bonus thing with it? Like, Atomica came in that one, so she was, like, a seventh figure. Oh, yeah. Or the original Avengers had the Hank ID card. But, no, it doesn't appear that there's any additional thing in this. It's just the six figures. Um, Beast, Cyclops, Iceman, Jean Grey... Two figures, I'm not entirely sure who they are. I think one of them is Boom Boom, and I do not know who the last figure is. I, I have no idea who any of these people are. I, so there's that. Uh, we did get a picture of a, the Dyson token pack, and that is going to be the original five X-Men and Professor X. The uh, dice are um, not what you would say is the traditional X-Men logo. logo. It's like the X-Men logo, but with italicized font. It's a little hmm. slanted to the right. It's a little weird, but, uh, they, I mean, they need to switch it up, make things different. You can't just post the regular X-Men team ability symbol that we're all, we all know and love on everything. Ah, yes. Otherwise, people will get bored. Um, on the side of the box art, if you zoom in, it looks like you've got uh, original Angel in the X-Men. Uh, you got... Some Professor Xavier looks like he's reaching for something from his wheelchair. I don't know what that's supposed to be about, but it's not like he can strike a lot of dynamic poses. If you look historically 
at his Heroclix figures, they all basically look the same. So I guess they just, they're like, what are we going to do? I don't know, make him reach for something. Yeah, just make him do his, his weird mind thing. It, do you think it's a mind thing, or it, it literally looks like he's reaching for, like, a jar of pickles or something? I mean, <laughs> he's got to be. I assume it's sort of like the, the touch his head for that. It's sort of like the when he holds his hand out, like, use the force, or I don't know, whatever, however Professor X works, whatever is going on there. Maybe there are some pickles off in the distance we can't see, you know? <laughs> that's, the, that's the beauty of Heroclix. It's really um, up to your imagination. It looks like they actually are bringing back Age of Apocalypse. This is on the box art. Ooh, yes. Uh, which is fantastic. We have uh, Iceman, Jean Grey, and Cyclops pictured on the side right above the Age of Apocalypse banner or sub the footer, I'm sorry. And then we have a footer called Headmasters. Looks like Wolverine, Magneto, and do you know who that is? Maybe I think that may be so Emma Frost. She is blonde lady, uh, that's for sure. She's wearing white. White. Uh, a blonde person in white does not mean they're Emma Frost, though, because I don't remember Emma Frost wearing yellow knee-high boots. I have no idea who that is. I like the Wolverine jumpy, leapy sculpt. That looks cool. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I have no idea who she is. Okay, I, I mean, I guess, I, guess we'll is that out. purple? Is that purple part for her, or is that for Magneto? I can't really tell. I'm like going to guess it's from Magneto. Okay, yeah, that'd be... That'd make I'm more not sense. 100% sure, but I would guess. So I guess we'll find out. The more information comes out later on. Uh, anything else you got about the X-Men set? I think that about covers it. We talked about X-Factor, Xavier people, and the, everybody else, yeah? Oh, one thing I wanted to say. Um, remember how we were talking about... There were 25 ID cards in this set, and we were hoping that there would probably be five in a brick. Yes. Okay, because, like, historically there were, like, 16 in a a brick, right? Um, One of our listeners, Cody Williams, thank you for pointing this out. One of the DC sets actually had 24 in one set, and they were still only putting three in a brick. So if that's the case, then they'll probably keep to just three in a brick. Which really sucks for collectors out there, especially if you're a huge X-Men fan. But it is what if, it is. If I remember, that would be what World's Finest. The ID cards for that were a lot more expensive than the ones for Avengers Assemble. And I think they definitely put more per brick in Avengers Assemble than they did in World's Finest. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's all I got on uh, First Class. Let's move on. And we knew this was coming. We talked about it. In the news, last week, a couple weeks ago, it is official. Marvel did acquire Fox uh, Entertainment. They did not uh, get a hold of Fox News or Fox um, Sports or anything like that. But they did get a hold of, for a measly sum of $52 billion. I just want to point that out. That is just uh, chump change. I mean, what do you think? Right? Um, Disney did acquire Fox and I'm thinking, I'm hoping let's all pray together that this means that there will be some Fantastic Four hero clicks uh, in, the, in the works I, I need my Fantastic Four Chris, I need, I need my good Fantastic Four movies and it's been 
six years. Then next year it'll have been seven since we got Fantastic Four Hero Clicks. I think seven, seven or six. Yeah, it's been a very long time. And which set was that? Uh, they made the Future Foundation ones, if that even counts, in Chaos War. And the last Fantastic Four style characters we got, like Captain America set, had Sue Storm and Johnny in normal well, Fantastic Four. Yeah. N- not only does this open up the ability to make your Fantastic Four hero clicks, you've got all of your Fantastic Four villains, like Doctor Doom, who definitely needs oh. a new hero click. Um, we need. A new Silver Surfer. So bad. We we need. I would point this out. We need a new Galactus, please. That would be much appreciated. Uh, definitely got to make him a colossal, of course. Oh yes. Um, How would they but, not? Who, who oh, could I have bring no themselves? Idea, but, but please, please do not make him the same size as Zombie Galactus. Like, he oh, was no. tiny. He was very short. Flavor-wise, makes sense. I get it. He's but, hungry. He was hungry. He was starving. But seriously, I'm going to need another Galactus the same size as Galactic Guardians or bigger, like some of the old stuff. Critical Mass was actually a larger Galactus. Um, yes, please, bring bring back enormous hero clicks again because they would sell. They would. Uh, uh, Namor, we'll probably get a new Namor if uh, we get some new Fantastic Four. And then also Super Scroll. Last time they made those oh, was yes. in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. It was, it te- they, uh, technically, it was the, the zombie Super Scroll, if you know whatever. But the last time we got uh, real Super Scroll, I I don't even know. It's been so long. Galactic Guardians, maybe. A normal Super Scroll, yeah, I think Galactic Guardians. I'm gonna type this in real quick. Hey, Super Scroll. I, I knew I knew we got scrolls in there. Yeah, it was Galactic Guardians, and not only was it in Galactic Guardians, they only made... It wasn't even in the regular set. It was huh. in a gravity feed. Number 208. So So the main set version was just, like, random skull number three, and then I, Super I, Scroll I, was I in the gravity? I don't even know. Weird. Okay. <laughs> um, and then one... There's only been... If you're not including the zombie one, and I'm not, regular 616 Super Scroll, there's only ever been two made, and the original one was in Supernova. Oh, baby. Yeah. Wow. Definitely definitely need a new Super Scroll. So looking forward to that. Uh, Looking forward to the Fantastic Four actually making their debut in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, We'll see what goes on with that. This is all just a big waiting game. And then anything else you got on that? Uh, No, I think that about covers it. Okay. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really excited too. Last thing in the news category, real short. Punisher season two was confirmed, so that's good. That's the woohoo! We did it! We did it, America! Punisher season two. Oh, I mean, <laughs> we did it. I mean, that was just one of the greatest Netflix shows just ever. I mean, that was just amazing. That was so great for me. I mean, I I absolutely love the Punisher. Oh yeah, no, definitely, and it. I'm not surprised even a little bit to see that we got that announced as quickly as we did after Punisher came out. Oh, like, yeah. It, w- it was like a month later, not even that, and it was announced. It, it took them like, a while yeah. to announce, yeah. Not, not really, but it did take them a while to announce, like, Iron Fist Season 2, and I'm like, okay. If Iron Fist gets a second season, Punisher's getting one for sure. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, everybody's getting a second season at least, I think. Yes. The only one that I haven't heard confirmed was going to be Luke Cage. Oh, for a second season? Yeah. No, they wrapped filming on that, I'm pretty sure. There was, like, a picture a while ago with... This might be a spoiler for Defenders, but I think you've probably seen Defenders already, if you haven't watched it, but, like, with uh, What's-Her-Bucket has a new arm since he got chopped off in the last one. See, I can't even say her name. Misty uh, Knight. Misty yeah, Knight, there's a set photo of her with, like, a new arm and stuff, so I'm pretty sure they're done filming. Oh, good. Okay. Maybe so, yeah. I knew about that at one point, I just, in my head, I forgot about it, but that's good. All of them, including uh, Jessica Jones, they're all getting season twos, so that's fantastic. Um, looking forward to all of that. Let's move on to community. We did throw up a community question, which we did give away a copy of Lego Batman. We'll get to who won that in a second. But the community question was, if WizKids let you design one holiday figure for this season, what character would you make and what would their gimmick be? So I'll start off. Uh, Collectible said he'd like to see a snowman that ignores incapacitate. And friendly characters oh. named Snowman can use barriers. So I think what he meant is like a generic snowman, not like Frosty. And just throw him out and just incapacitate everything and barrier everybody around, and <laughs> that'd be fun. Oh, that's strange. I like it. I like it a lot. Paul Daniel Groff up on the Facebook. Santa passes out equipment to friendly characters, kind of like presents. That'd be really cool, starting with some equipment, handing them out. That would be that would be real, really sweet, like a new ammo drop. Oh yeah, sure. Um, Seth Aaron said that we need a Grinch figure like yesterday. He has a trait that if you would be KO'd, roll a D6 that can't be rerolled, and on a three through six, he becomes friendly to your opponent and can't be healed past his last non-KO click. And this is supposed to represent his heart growing like three sizes Aww. that day. He can use Empower or Enhancement and Perplex. So I think that would be fun. I don't know who owns the rights to the Grinch. Is that Disney? Who owns that? Is who made the movie, I think. I have Disney no idea. Uh, Dr. Seuss? Uh, whoever, whoever has that Dr. Seuss license. It, does, it doesn't matter because Disney will own everything eventually. Yeah, so. yeah, eventually. <laughs> Just give them enough time. They have the money. So, yeah. TJ Hamilton said the Christmas spirits all support powers on dial. You know, you just get over encumbered with the Christmas spirit. That'd be great. That would be a great <laughs> possessor. Just a possessor. You're possessed with the Christmas spirit. Okay. Um, Justin Sly, his name's Bananas Are Gross on Twitter. Uh, he said either Santa's sleigh vehicle with no wreck damage or uh, a, Chris, a Christmas chimney that's a two by two special terrain that lets you go anywhere on the board. I was thinking about that. How cool would that be? That would be awesome. Like, it lets you just teleport anywhere you want to on the map. That's a good Ma way to think outside the box. That's cool. Yeah. Massively abusable, by the oh, way. Oh, yes. Uh, but it, I like the idea. Flavor-wise, it makes sense. But then you get everybody that'd be like... Well, here's Mangog jump, jumping down Christmas chimney. Oh, yeah. Surprise, pulling the sword. <laughs> Turn one. That would be, ooh, that would just be scary. That'd be brutal. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Boom. All right. <laughs> uh, Brian Pulling said, Yukon Cornelius. I had to ask Chris who this was. This shows how, how much I don't pay attention during the holidays on Christmas movies. So 
okay stats, but where he really shines is enhancing other characters' abilities. So, like, empower enhancement when he uses either, kind of within a three-square radius, just like Big Barda. And then unique modifier, each character gains plus one to attack. Oh, that was really cool. That is really cool. For those of you that don't know Yukon, uh, he is Claymation, by the way. This is, like, back from the days of uh, the old Claymation, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and Frosting the Snowman, that era. I liked Yukon. He's cool. Uh, we have C.U.R. coming in with Frosty the Snowman with an undying effect like Resurrection Man or Dead Man, and then he'll be back again someday. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. It's really cool. Yeah. When he dies, his hat just is on the ground and just waits. Okay. Eric Griffin. Rudolph. Characters within five squares can't use stealth and lines of fire are not hindered. Oh, that's, that's very that makes I a like lot it. of sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I have one last one. Uh, we have J. Ward Lizard Pants said, I think the only real answer is Chanaka Zombie. Uh, special power, oh. eight deadly knights once per game. Place eight tokens on this card. At the end of your turn, remove one token. If at least one token is on this card, no character may turn their dial to the left, a.k.a. heal. Hashtag Futurama. That is scary. I never heard of him before, but that is insane. <laughs> Hanukkah zombie. Wow. All right. right hey, I'm all for it. Jeremy Clark, Black Friday shopper. This character can use the Ram ability. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I love it. <laughs> that is that is amazing. And then Amber Collins said she'd remake this guy for your clip since she showed a picture of the Santa Claus from the Horror Clicks set. I have a, okay. quite a few more on Facebook, so I'm just going to keep on yeah, just, just keep on here. going, man. We have Tim Sear said John McClain, and I absolutely love this idea. Taskmaster type rotate dial. GPKA, mother, ooh, can't say that. Traded stealth. Oh. <laughs> uh, in the vents, so like close combat expert, combat reflexes. Walking on broken glass, charge, running shot. Uh, Nekatoma Plaza. Uh, leap climb, energy explosion after movement, and it is a Christmas movie. Probably perplex. I love this so much. Uh, that's good that's a good one uh, Die Hard the only Christmas movie that matters only truly yeah exactly uh, moving on Christopher Smotherman Red Ghost not really a you know but he looks like Santa Claus so it would be like him and his super apes tossing out Dr. Demonicus like Pogs you know like once per game so you know that's cool he does look I, like Santa Claus if I'm not mistaken I'm pretty sure that he's actually a Fantastic Four villain so they should definitely remake him. <laughs> oh, for sure. And then Eric Atkinson said, Ghosts of Christmas past and present. Hey, maybe next Undead we get a few more Christmas ghosts. That'd, oh, that'd be, great. be cool. Yeah. Tyler Murin, make a new duo split mechanic. That was, and I love this idea, Heat Miser and Snow Miser. They could generate little minion bystanders of their own based on which dial you were on. You know, a snow miser dial can generate ice markers, like or ice makers, like uh, Captain Cold from Flash. And Heat Miser can maybe make a heat wave or have a flame flicks effect. Love that idea. Oh, that's really cool. There's that's another really uh, claymation like callback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Herberger, uh, let's finish it off, said mistletoe object. Hammer, equip any. When this character is equipped with this object, adjacent to an opposing character, give them a power action, and the opposing character cannot make an attack next turn. 
<laughs> Locking them down with kisses. <laughs> and that rounds that... us off on Facebook. Okay. Uh, those were a lot of really good answers, guys. A lot of originality there. Um, I think my favorite might be the John McClane one. Oh, yeah. I or, the, or the Christmas chimney. Um, <laughs> but um, why don't you tell us who won the copy of Lego Batman? That went to Paul and Daniel Groth. So we'll be getting that your way, Paul. Cool. Lego Batman. Chris, what Thanks, was your? Guys. What would you do? You had to make a holiday character, little gimmick Any there. Any holiday character. Um, what is the name of? Actually, let me ask you this, and th- this is gonna come down to personal preference. Do you consider Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie? You are or a stealing Christmas my answer, movie? sir. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah. Okay. So okay. I'll let you go. You go, yeah. and then I'll I'll pick up from there. So I 100% am with it on it being a Christmas movie. It starts very Halloweeny, but I just for how Christmassy it feels. Uh, I was gonna say Jack, of course, but you know, King uh-huh. of Halloween, but like as Santa Claus would have been my kind of thing, and he kind of throws out toys that aren't really good okay that would be sweet all right i will couple your jack skellington with a tiny zero figure that has the ability something similar to the black cat uh generic and where he can like move through squares of your opposing characters and like maybe distracts them somehow so maybe like uh Roll a, a D6, and if you roll a 5 or 6, you can give them an action token as you move through them. Something Ooh, I like, like that. that. I like that a lot. So that, that's what I would do. I love, love uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, and I've always thought that it was a Christmas movie as well. So it's Hey, that makes two of us. I love it so much. Just watched it the other day. I need to get oh, on yeah. the ball, man. I just I need uh... to get on the ball. All right, so long-awaited just as awaited as the annual award ceremony, but the naming of the 2017 Superfan. Just want to thank everybody that even threw their hat into this ring for the number of retweets we got, the number of responses that we got, likes, things on that on both Facebook, on Twitter, just the overall interaction that we got from a lot of people. And I will say that it was kind of difficult, actually, to pick it really was. who who we wanted to choose for this exactly because um, it was really close. And I know that Calder and I went back and forth between Facebook and Twitter and trying to decide who it was. So without further ado, 2017 Superfan status is going to go to Seth Aaron. Uh Thank you, man. We really appreciate it. This guy has been, like, every single one of our tweets he answers. And if it's not on Twitter, he's answering the stuff on Facebook. He's one of the only people that if if I didn't see anything for it from him on Twitter, I was like, oh, it's on Facebook. Okay. So he's just bouncing yep. back and forth. And we really appreciate that, man. So um, we're actually going to do something for you. Uh, don't want to talk about it on the podcast. We'll get a hold of you. But uh, we're going to do something for you just to show our appreciation for all of the interaction that we've gotten from you. We really do appreciate it. All right. Um, let's see. Man, I actually 
I want to play this just because I feel so happy about this year's awards ceremony. Uh, thank you for the super fan, and here you go. All right. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to go over, Calder, before we get out of here? I think that finishes up. I'll just read a song. Um, let me let me plug a couple things, and then absolutely, uh, you can find us for find us on um, Facebook. Just search for Dial H for Hero Clicks. We are at Dial H for Hero Clicks on Twitter. Send us emails at Dial H for Hero Clicks at Gmail Thank you guys. I really really appreciate everything that you have done for us in this year. Uh, especially with the transition uh, of the old guard, Drew and everybody else, to just Calder and I. You guys have been fantastic, and we really appreciate oh, everything. Yes, very true. And make sure we, you let Drew out. He just came in to play drums, and he's been clawing at the door for hours now as we've been recording this. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate you doing the drum roll. Thanks, Drew. See ya. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As a reminder, Dialage for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks sealed sealed products and singles. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. My, 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 my,